Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to another one of our Practice Manager Update webinars. My name is Louise Greenwood, Director of Education, and I'm really pleased um, some of you are joining us today live, but also on our podcast, listen to the recording um, later. And I was having a look at the statistics today, and regularly 50 of you join us live, which is always lovely because we love having your questions and we love interacting with you. But also over 380 of you joined us um, via our recording. So it's still worth doing, and we're still going to ha- happy to carry on doing it as long as you find it useful. So um, it's lovely to have you with us. And we can't believe we're, um, oh gosh, a couple of years of doing this now. And um, started in COVID and it still looks like it's useful. So that's absolutely great. So um, I am delighted to be joined by Lisa Harding and Michelle Lombardi, our two directors of primary care. And Dawn Childcraft, who normally joins us, is having a well-earned break. So I hope you're having a good time there, Dawn. We are recording this, as, as I said, as an audio podcast, um, and we will publish it on our new website. Um, hopefully, it hasn't been a painful transition for you. We have transitioned to a new website and a new events booking software. So hopefully that is being straightforward for you. I'm sorry it's come to time and everybody is so busy. And I, any any change like that, it always causes more angst because it just causes more time, doesn't it? So hopefully you'll find it useful when you get used to it. Any problems, of course, do let us know and we will try and help you as much as you possibly can. So use the Q&A box if you can. Ask anything that we'll obviously run through some topics as we normally do, just to um, that, that we think might be helpful for you. Pop any questions you've got in the Q&A box. And also, if you've got any questions that aren't related to topics we're talking about, but actually are on your minds, and we're also happy to either ask answer those now or take them back, and um, we'll come back to you at another stage with an answer. So I think we're going to um, go straight to you, Lisa, about the Lloyd George Records. Thanks, Louise. Yes, so um, some of you may have spotted that NHSD recently sent out a mailing about the change in handling scanned Lloyd George records. Um, Unfortunately, the link they gave does not go to the most up-to-date documents. Uh, So we'd recommend there is an alternative webpage on the NHS Futures Collaboration site, latest documents, the November 2023 updates, and I'll try and put that link in the chat. Um, and that page includes the FAQs and Lloyd George digitization guidance, which might be quite useful. Also, I think everybody's aware, but maybe just a reminder around the change to the handling of scanned Lloyd George paper records. You are now allowed to securely destroy Lloyd George paper record envelopes along with their contents once they've been scanned and electronically stored in line with national standards. As data controllers of Lloyd George records, it's practice responsibility to approve the destruction of the records and ensure it's done correctly. There is more guidance on that. And again, um, it's on the Futures platform. So I'll just try and put a link in the chat. Um, And again, there's a a national team contact if you have any queries. So I'll, I'll try and attach that as well. Thank you, Lisa. That's end of an era, isn't it? No Lord Georges. Um, so, Michelle, I think we're coming on to you now, um, now please. Yeah, thanks, Louise. So, I was going to talk about online and video consultations as a data collection that's been um, we've been made aware of. I think this was on NHS Futures, which Dawn had spotted. So, we just wanted to highlight that from the 30th of November, NHS England or NHS NHS England, NHS Digital, I think they're now one, uh, will be starting to publish data around online um, and video consults. And this information is being extracted, um, I I presume, from uh, general practice systems. We just wanted to highlight that this is happening. Um, We are aware that there are some practices and some areas that have um, issues with online consultations, uh, and we will be raising this with um, 
with the ICBs, as that's clearly going to impact on the information that's going to now be pu publicly available uh, on, on this. So we will be raising this with ICBs. Thank you, Michelle. That's really handy. Um, and I think that you're going to carry on now with um, the GP survey. Uh, that's right. Sorry, I probably should have just carried on, shouldn't I? Um, so really wanted just to highlight practices that the BMA have recently, I think in the last week, launched uh, a survey on having your say on the future of general practice. So this now marks uh, the both the 20th uh, anniversary of the introduction of the GMS contract back in 2004, and also the end of the current 2019 to 2024 uh, five-year investment framework. Um, we're all aware there's a general election potentially likely at some point in the year and potentially a new government. So with change comes opportunity and a window to influence how uh, the BMA, uh, how we deliver uh, patient care. So we really just wanted to highlight that this is uh, a survey that's going out in our newsletter this week. So everybody's aware that there is a link to this. This is, a, this is available that, uh, to all fully qualified GPs in England, whether you're a BMA member or not. Um, and they're really keen for uh, GPs to fill this in. The date, uh, the closing date for the survey is Sunday, the 21st of, 1st of January, 2024. And just as I mentioned, this will be in all of this information will be uh, in our newsletter, along with the link uh, for the completion of the survey. Thank you, Michelle. And um, NHS app? Okay, it was really just to highlight, I think this was in the primary care bulletin last week, that there has um, been an update to the NHS app, which has been redesigned to make it easier for patients to access and find information on the app. It was really just to highlight that this is now going to happen over the next few weeks, and this should be should roll out before the start up, should roll out, should start before Christmas. Um, and you may get some queries from patients, but it was really just to highlight that this has been updated and it's uh, supposed to make it easier for patients to use the app. So this is my final one, you'll be pleased to know. Um, so this is in relation to the closure of the COVID pass service. Uh, so this is something that uh, patients were able to access to travel. Um, so we're aware there are no longer any domestic requirements to demonstrate vaccination status and no countries require proof of COVID vaccination as a condition of entry. So this, this service will close or has closed on Monday the 4th of December and will no longer be available to patients after this date. So you may get some queries uh, from patients trying to access this, but it's uh, they can access their information through the NHS app. Um, but actually, it's also worth reminding patients that this COVID pass is no longer needed in any country. So it's really just to highlight that uh, information. Lovely, thank you, Michelle. Um, over to you now, Lisa. I think with this um, proxy access, you want to talk about? Yes, thanks, Louise. So just to say that NHSC the NHSC proxy access program is inviting practice managers, GPs, safeguarding leads, and IT experts who manage proxy access for their patients to see if they'd like to join a new co-created group of experts to help. Um, shape the service and and, as, and the future of proxy access. Um, there is a form that they're asking people who might be interested to complete that needs to be in by uh, Friday the 15th of December. And I believe that group would be running between January and June of, of next year. So I will put the link to the form in the chat. Mm, so there's a question coming in. All of these things are great, but no funding. And it devalues our input. Yes, I think absolutely. And I think that is something that we've noticed that I, I think I'm sort of like side issues, but something that we've noticed that that the committee members have raised with us that um, with the changes to ICB clinical lead input time, it, it's also I think practice being asked to a lot more at a, a local level that's unfunded as well. So absolutely, and that is something we are pushing back on. 
So is it worth asking for funding if you're um if you're just volunteering for something when I say but if you're putting a hand up to be included, is it worth asking for funding? I think it's worth a try. I think that's something we can feed back as well. Always worth a try, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Lisa. Um, and I think you're going on about digital t- telephony. Um, yes, this again was in the Primary Care Bulletin, um, who included a thank you to practices that are improving tele- telephony as part of the efforts to recover access to general practice. Um, a letter's gone out to ICBs, practices and PCNs this week, um, detailing um, additional funding for practices on sub-optimal digital telephony, can't really say that, systems. Um, so this will support practices who do not meet existing standards um, and will help them upgrade. There are some key activity dates, um, including a requirement to sign up in principle by the 15th of September, sign contracts by the 2nd of February and go live before the 25th of March, as detailed within the letter. Um, funding is limited to practices with sub optimal digital telephony glad i got this one systems are encouraged to review the opportunity as soon as possible um again i'll put details in the chat and it might be worth linking in with your icb it lead who i would presume would also have a bit more information about this so it might be worth checking with them too first if you're interested lovely thank you lisa so that's sign up with the 15th of december if you would want to sign up for so yeah. thank you for that one um the next item is just about the igpm survey the in- institute for general practice management um if those of you who aren't involved in that this is just sort of a national body of practice managers they're running a survey um two years ago they ran a survey of managers in general practice to understand the issues facing them in their roles. The survey had 1,600 responses, highlighted the pressures facing managers, so over 52% of managers did not feel able to take time off for annual leave. A third of respondents said they were more than 50% likely to leave general practice management in the next 12 months. 92% of respondents felt there was not sufficient measures in place in the wider NHS system to protect them and their teams from abuse. 85% of respondents felt their practice management had not had a voice in the changes that had been implemented in general practice. And that was interesting with the comment earlier about practice managers being funded for their time and they're asked for input. Another 50% of respondents felt that their commissioning body does not support general practice. So the IGPM is doing a follow-up survey. The link was in our recent newsletter, but we'll put it with the... um, with the information here when we publish the website and publish this on the website, this recording. Um, you don't have to be a practice manager to take part. You need to be a manager in general practice or PCN manager. So do take part in that. I think as with all these things, the more people that take part and the more information there is, the stronger the voice nationally. Um, and it's good that the IGPM and I've got a, um, like a person at the table for the contract negotiations for next year. So that's really exciting. Um, and it just shows us sort of how important practice managers are. And it's good that there's a little bit of national recognition coming. Um, and I'm going to go on to say a little bit more about that. So we're very, very pleased. It's now national money um, to fund practice managers to undertake a level five diploma in leadership and management. This will run virtually over 15 months. The teaching will be one day a month. And the funding is coming via the apprenticeship funds that have been collected nationally. The course will start on the 6th of February. There'll be two Q&A sessions for any interested managers on the 9th and the 15th of January. This is open for any aspiring deputy, operational managers, PCM managers, anybody that wants to get involved. As I say, it's leadership and management. It's a general diploma that at degree level. Um, and the two Q&A sessions do come on to have that more and also be taking, telling you a little bit more about this at our next practice manager webinar on the 20th of December at one o'clock. So I would just suggest that maybe if you know anybody who might be interested, perhaps they could come along on the 20th of December and then obviously get involved in the FAQs um, of the two sessions that we're running in January. Um, 
course will start on the 6th of February. So this is the first time we've had national funding for this. It is a general management and leadership programme, but it will only be managers, practice managers, PCM managers, operational managers, deputies from Wessex LMCs that will be on this course. So you'll be learning together and the case studies will all be about general practice. So hopefully it's a really positive thing. It's a nice positive thing to look forward to for the Christ- um, over Christmas. It's a thing there's national funding and something that can be really, really make you feel valued. So um, that's just something to have a think about. And as I say, it's, we'll be talking more about that. And I'll be sending out an email. So Louise, just there is a question. I just had a quick yes. look in the Q&A. And it, is there a minimum requirement around GCSE maths and English? There is, but the, um, so the, what we're doing, so I've been working and I haven't done much work on this. I'm just been liaising really with Thornfields and Cherith Simmons and First Practice Management. Those companies will be very familiar to anybody familiar with practice management, uh, management training of old. And they absolutely know you do have to have a minimum requirement, but they will help you get that minimum requirement. Okay, that's all our scheduled items. I think that we're going to talk about. I think you've put some bits, um, in the chat there. Lisa, which hopefully people will, will pick up some links there and we will make sure that um, those, as I say, are published on our website for people who are listening and can't see the links. So I think there's no more for us to say today. Gosh, that's a quick one today, wasn't it? So hopefully that's been useful. It's been very nice. Thank you very much, Michelle. Thank you very much, Lisa, as ever. Thank you very much, all of you, for coming. And um, we will see you all again in December, 20th of December at one o'clock. See you then. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Wessex LMCs, supporting you and your practice.